With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That's Saturday! It's all leaving with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud as well as YouTube. So like, share, and subscribe to that. It's a rainy Saturday, ugly outside, but we got a lot to get to. NFL are the Steelers, pretenders or contenders. Adam Gase admits to his buffoonery. A player gets reinstated. For like the 19th time. My gripe with the NFL MVP. NFL picks. NBA news. Wall for Westbrook. Who won the trade? James Harden. It's time to put up or shut up. And the extensions have been fast and furious in Los Angeles. Except for a particular player. And there's no dummy of the week this week. No, we had a dummy of the week already picked on Tuesday. But however, I'll have my State of the Union address to the people. So let's just jump right into it. What's funny about life is that it can be able to show you different things at different times. And can actually show you the importance of things even though it's not flashy or it's not the most impressive thing to look at. But it does the trick. So for example, you can have two cars. You can have one car that's a 96 Maxima. You know, everybody loves that model car. It's great on mileage. Uh, it, it can go forever. But it's not flashy anymore. It gets you from point A to point B. You got to fix. You got you to gotta do a lot of stuff. You got to make sure everything is running smoothly. And then you have like a Chrysler 300. It looks great. It got all the bells and whistles in it. It's all flashy and all that stuff. But for some reason... The Chrysler 300 is the favorite car, right? Everybody comes to your house and like, oh my God, I love the Chrysler 300. But nobody's paying attention to the Maxima that's in the garage. It's been around for a while. It's taking all the kids to school, taking them to college. It's now with you this entire time. It's not flashy, but like I said, it gets you from point A to point B. And you love that car more than you love the Chrysler 300. That car has been through so much with you. You appreciate the little dings in the the body. You appreciate the little things that you have to do in there because like I said, it's not a pretty car anymore. But you like it that way because it's still effective, it's still dangerous, and it's still able to get you where you need to be. 
I bring this up because the Pittsburgh Steelers remind me of that 96 Maxima. They're not flashy. They're not impressive. But they get the job done and they get you from point A to point B. Now, we love the flashy teams like the Kansas City Chiefs, the reigning defending Super Bowl champions who possibly may end up getting there again. They have the MVP of the league, in my opinion. But those Pittsburgh Steelers right now are 11-0. They're not flashy. Hell, they barely scraped a win against the Baltimore Ravens this week in the COVID game on Wednesday. But they're 11-0. They can win ugly. They can win impressively. Although they haven't been that impressive over the last five weeks or so. But this is why they're my favorite team to actually be able to get to the Super Bowl. Because they can play any style. They can have the OK Corral shootout. High scoring affair. They can win dirty in the trenches defensively. They can win a running game situation where the game gets ugly and the weather is bad. They have a quarterback that can be able to deliver the football in a timely fashion, clutch plays. They have great coaching. They have all facets of the game down packed. So what if they don't win pretty? So what? Everybody's all oh, Pittsburgh. They're one of the worst 11-0 teams I've ever seen. I beg to differ. I just think they have different ways to bust your ass. That's a dangerous team to me. Kansas City, they're great, but they're flashy. Can they win ugly games? I haven't really seen it. Now, it's possible if they face the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're going to have to figure out a way to win ugly. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, they live like this. I, I don't see how anybody can look at this team and say that they're not the most dangerous team because they can be able to do multiple things. James Conner is a great running back. Ben Roethlisberger is a Hall of Fame quarterback who's playing at a high level higher than Tom Brady is. They have receivers. Claypool, Juju, Washington. The defense, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick. They have all of these guys that can be able to be super effective and they can play different styles of football. So I hate when I hear these people, oh, the Pittsburgh's there. They're t- okay, count them out. Doubt them. Continue to say that they don't look impressive. Because by this time come late January, they'll be playing in the Super Bowl. And then what we're going to say? We're going to be like, oh, well, you know, they, they toughed it out. No, no, they didn't. They showed you this the entire year. They were here the entire year dominating people. Maybe winning games ugly, maybe blowing teams out, but a win is a win. Like I now it's 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 come to a point where we criticize teams for winning football games. Y'all, you gotta win a certain way. You have to win it. Isn't the goal to win the game? If I'm in the Super Bowl, my team is in the Super Bowl, and we win 17 to 16 off a 65-yard field goal. You're going to criticize the win because I only won by one point? Who gives a shit? It's about winning. Just like Herman Edwards said all those years ago, you play to win the game. It doesn't matter how it happens. Just as long as you come out with the W. 
That's what football is about. It's not about dissecting how you won and, oh, well, this is a trend that could be able to, to show that they're not a good team. Bullshit. Stop it. Steelers are the best team right now in football, in my opinion, because they can win any way they want to. If you're a flashy team, they can air it out with you. They can get in the dirt and beat you up too. That's a good team to me. So I, I don't need to hear all these pundits with their extra stats and their analytic BS. It's exhausting. It's just like sometimes I think we forget that that's what the end result needs to be for an organization, for a team. A W. No matter how you get it, get the W. In other news, Adam Gase has come out and admitted that he hasn't done enough to help Sam Darnold develop. Does a pig make bacon? <laughs> like, this is the most non-story I've ever heard, but I'm still going to cover it. Why? Because it's the Jets. It's the Jets. Adam Gase said something that the world knew, that you have did Sam Darnold a complete disservice. You have destroyed this young man's career. So you're going to get fired, and he's going to lose his job because of your ineptitude. Not the fact that the kid is not talented. It's just the fact that you're such a bad coach. You're such an idiot that you could not develop this kid in a way that made the league look at him differently. This is a top five pick in the NFL draft that you've completely destroyed. He's not Mitch Trubisky. He's more talented than Mitch Trubisky, but you've turned him into Mitch Trubisky. It's terrible. And the sad part is that they're going to draft Trevor Lawrence and they're going to have Trevor Lawrence in the same situation that Sam Darnold was in. No weapons, bad offensive line, bad running game, and God knows who the head coach is going to be. We have no idea. So he may end up being Sam Darnold 2.0. You can't do this to young quarterbacks anymore. You have to make sure that you protect them at all times. Protect their development. Not worry about your job. Not worry about what type of stuff you say to the media. But at the same time, am I shocked? No. Adam Gase has been a horrible coach his entire career. Everybody's like, oh, well, he helped pay. He Just listen to how that sounds. That's like somebody saying, well, yeah, I, I, I helped Michael Jordan be who he is. I might help Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was great. Peyton Manning has been great. Adam Gase was just along for the ride. So because of Peyton Manning's greatness, it elevated his actual position. So he's not as good as Peyton Manning made him look. But everybody else was fooled, right? The Dolphins were fooled. The Jets were double fooled because even after his failures with the Dolphins, they still said, you know what? We're going to go back and look at those Peyton Manning years because, man, that Adam Gase. So offensive genius, yeah. This is why the Jets are in the situation that they're in. It doesn't matter who the Jets draft. It doesn't matter who the Jets have in their organization. Something is always going to go wrong. It's always going to go wrong. So I hope Trevor Lawrence goes somewhere else. I hope. But if he does come here, I hope that they're able to make sure that this kid develops the right way. Put people in this organization to help him succeed. Just like how you see Justin Herbert over there. With the Chargers, he's playing well. They have weapons. They have a good offensive line. So this is what you have to do to make a young quarterback succeed in the NFL. 
Do you think that Pat Mahomes would succeed if he was a Jet coming into year two of his career? No, he wouldn't. We would not be talking about Pat Mahomes this way had he not been in this particular perfect situation in Kansas City. Not saying that he wouldn't show his talent, but you wouldn't be able to see it every week because of the other inept parts that are a part of this team. The head coach, the line, the defense, the running game, the special teams, the front office. Sam Donald's career in New York will come to an end. He will go somewhere else and show why he was a top five pick. Sam Darnold is going to be a hell of a quarterback in this league. And whoever gets that kid is going to be like, how the hell did they let him go? It's the Jets. What do you expect? In other news, Josh Gordon has been reinstated again. Pete Carroll loves Josh Gordon. And he continues to give him chance after chance after chance. I think this is like his seventh reinstatement. It would seem so. Josh Gordon is 29 years old, and it seems like he's been in the league for 18 years. He's 29. He still has talent there, but at some point, he is going to age out of the NFL. Shannon Sharp said that. At 29, he's still fine, right? But if he continues down this path where he's out of the league, he's back in the league, he's out of the league, he's back in the league, I just went through what? two or three years, he's now 32, and then nobody wants him. So I hope that he actually gets it right this time. He's had a lifetime of demons, I get it. But the NFL cannot continue to be his enabler. He has to get right. He has to fix himself. He has to make sure that those problems are not resurfacing themselves all the time. He has to look for help. He has to confide into someone like Pete Carroll, maybe somebody on the team that could be able to keep him in check, live with somebody so he's not by himself. Something has to be different. You can't just reinstate him and have him go right back into the same habits. Something has to change. He has to be able to be held accountable, and he hasn't to this point. He really hasn't, but it really just goes to show you that talent always will win. Talent always rises to the surface because somebody is always going to admire the talent and they will always give you a shot, even if you don't deserve it. And I I just want to get this out now, too. The NFL MVP has turned into the quarterback award. Why is it always, oh, well, this guy is the top MVP candidate. And when you look, they're all quarterbacks. Like, unless a running back rushes for 5,000 yards, he can't he can't get into the MVP conversation. Or a wide receiver that puts up, you know, decent yardage. He has to not. He got to put up 2,500 yards receiving. He got to catch 198 passes. He got to, you know, get 25 touchdowns. That's the only way that those guys will be able to get some recognition in regards to an MVP suggestion. It's just nonsense. So just change the name. Change it to the... John Elway Award or the Tom Brady Award. Just make it the quarterback award because it just it just bothers me. Like, you know, there's other positions that are actually good as well. Yes, the quarterback position is the most important one in the team. The quarterback is your leader. But come on now. Everybody's an MVP. 
So if you it just come on. Let other positions get the the accolades too. Let them have a chance to be an MVP. I'm tired of just seeing every year MVP, quarterbacks, 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 quarterbacks. It's just uh, it's exhausting. Do something different. This is why I love baseball because baseball has their own pitching award, the Cy Young. That doesn't interfere with the AL MVP or the NL MVP. But if there's a pitcher that has been so dominant that he can win both awards, then so be it. But it's not exclusive for a pitcher to win an MVP award in baseball. That's what the Cy Young is there for. That's their award. So maybe the NFL needs to do this because I'm tired of seeing quarterbacks win the MVP. It's just nonsense. They're not the only good position. There's other great players around the league, too, at other positions. Ah, I sound like an old man. Whatever. (laughs) Coming up after the break, my NFL picks on a Saturday. It's all even. I am so stressed because I hate my job. Let me guess. You're at a dead-end job and find it hard not to press the snooze button? Well, come down to Connecticut School of Broadcasting. We have campuses in Westbury, New York, Boston, Connecticut, New Jersey, North Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. Develop your skills in broadcast media that include audio production, television, radio, and sports broadcasting. Learn from industry professionals in a small, intimate class setting for a better experience. The hands-on training is second to none. And if you're worried about what to do after graduation, the Connecticut School of Broadcasting helps you to get job placement. Take it from me. It took me seven years to get here, and it's been the best time of my life. Go to GoCSB.com or dial 1-800-887-2346 for a studio tour. And who knows, maybe you'll be the next media superstar. Welcome back, y'all. So let's get into it. NFL picks, let's go. Week 13, the first game that we're going to talk about is going to be the Saints and Falcons. Saints are 9-2. and two. Falcons are 4-7. and seven. They're not playing too bad. They're playing inspired football. Saints will win this game 24-20. They're not going to score much points, but they know how to get Taysom Hill involved, know how to rush the ball effectively. They're going to be able to do that all night. Taysom Hill will be a factor. Kamara is going to be a factor. And although the Falcons' defense has been playing better over the last few weeks, they're not going to have a chance against this this Saints offense in regards to the rush. Uh, And then, you know, Taysom Hill can make some plays in the passing game as well. Defensively, the Saints have been playing well, so they're going to be able to to win this game and win it easily. Next game we're going to have after this is going to be the Lions and Bears. Lions are 4-7. They fired their head coach. They fired their GM. Can they be able to right the ship and possibly finish 9-7? No. The Bears, 5-6, they're on free fall. Somebody has to win this game. One of these two bad teams has to win this game. And guess who I'm going with? I'm going with the Lions. I had the Lions winning this game 27-17. I think that Matthew Stafford has a good game. I don't think that the Bears are going to be playing inspired football. They just look like a team that's lost. Matt Nagy has lost this team. I don't think that... Whatever they're doing offensively is working. They just look terrible. Nick Foles looks bad. Mitch Trubisky is going to start. He looks bad. So it's it's just, you know, I, I really don't know what's going on there, but they're going to have to really, really overturn this thing and overhaul it, get everybody out and start clean. Next game after this is going to be 
a game of two eight and three teams browns and titans i had the titans winning this game and winning it easily 31 to 24 derrick henry is going to continue his dominance i see derrick henry going for 125 yards probably two touchdowns baker mayfield is going to have a rough rough evening there's no way he's going to be able to be effective against this tennessee defense they're going to get at him they're going to rush him they're going to pressure him they're going to get that ball out quickly and when you get the ball out of baker mayfield's hands quickly he makes bad decisions and trust me he will give the ball to the other team frequently in this game and they will lose next game after this is going to be the Bengals and dolphins Bengals are two eight and one they lost joe burrow for the season so you can pretty much pack it in for the for the Bengals. for the dolphins they're seven and four they'll be able to win this game i have the dolphins winning 30 to 20 and they win this game handily get to eight and four they end up being you know right there in the thick of things for the afc east crown and things will get interesting going forward in that division next game after this is going to be the jaguars and vikings jaguars are one and ten vikings are five and six jaguars have been playing very very good football over the last two weeks have they won no but defensively they've played really well I had the Vikings winning this game, though, because they're a better team. They have the better defense. Obviously, they have the better quarterback. They have everything better right now. Dalvin Cook is a beast. I want to see if the Jaguars can be able to contain Dalvin Cook, but nobody else in the league has been able to, so I don't expect them to. Final score, Vikings 35, Jaguars 17. Next game after this is going to be the Raiders and Jets. Raiders are 6-5, and five and they got blown out by the Falcons last week in an embarrassing game. But they are playing the Jets, who are 0-11. I have the Raiders winning this game and winning it big. They win 35-15. Derek Carr bounces back. He has a good game. I believe that Josh Jacobs finds the end zone a couple times as well. And that's going to be the story of the game. Defensive line, they have a great defensive line. They're going to be able to put pressure on the Jets quarterback, whoever that is, Darnold, whoever it is, Flacco, it doesn't matter. They're going to be able to put pressure on this team and cause turnovers, and the Jets won't have a shot, as usual, like every week. Next game after this is going to be the Colts and Texans. Colts are 7-4. and four. Texans are 4-7. and seven. Colts have the better defense. Obviously, they, have the, they don't have the better quarterback. Deshaun Watson is a hell of a player, but I believe the Colts will be able to win this game. Colts win 28-17. I don't think the Texans are going to be able to score a lot of points on this Colts team. They do everything well defensively. They can be able to shut you down and shut you down in different ways. So this is going to be a cakewalk for the Colts. Next game after this is going to be a very interesting game. NFC West matchup between the Rams and the Cardinals. Rams are 7-4. and four. Cardinals are 6-5 and five and struggling a little bit. But I have the Cardinals breaking their losing streak and be able to win this game. I got them winning 35-28. to 28. I think Kyler Murray ends up having a good game. He's struggling with the shoulder, but I believe they're going to be able to figure it out, get a way to get him comfortable, throw some easy passes, throw some five-yard dumps, get some screen passes in there, get Nuck the ball. You got to get Hopkins the ball, get it to him often. If you have him have a chance to have that football, you have a chance to win your football game. So I have the Cardinals pulling off the quote-unquote upset here and winning this game. Next game after this is going to be the Giants and Seahawks. Giants are 4-7. and seven. Seahawks are 8-3. and three. Giants have been playing inspired football, but the Seahawks win this game 27-17. Russell Wilson has a great game. He ends up throwing for 
275 yards, three touchdowns. DK, I can bench press a car. Metcalf, he'll probably see the end zone maybe two or three times. Who knows? But he's unstoppable. I don't know if the Giants can be able to contain him. Next game after this is going to be the Eagles and Packers. Eagles are 3-7-1. Packers are 8-3. I have the Packers winning this game, but it's going to be a shootout. 27-24. Aaron Rodgers continues his dominant play. He's going to be able to throw 300 yards, two touchdowns. Devontae Adams is going to get into the end zone. You know how he does. But the Eagles, they're going to struggle. They have no weapons on offense. That offensive line is terrible. The running game has been poor over the last few weeks. They have nothing going for them. They look confused. Carson Wentz looks confused. He doesn't look like a confident quarterback. And this is a time for the Packers to be able to pounce, strike on this team, and get a decisive win. Next game after this is going to be the Patriots and Chargers. Patriots are 5-6. and six. Chargers are 3-8. and eight. I have the Chargers winning this game 30-24. to 24. This is not going to be an easy game to watch. Cam Newton has not looked good. The defense showed up last week. It was impressive, but Cam Newton did not look good at all. So I, I don't see him winning this game. They still don't have enough weapons. He still looks shaky to me at quarterback. And I think that Justin Herbert is just phenomenal. And I believe that they have weapons there. Defensively, they can be able to put some pressure on Cam and cause some problems. So I got the Chargers winning this game. Next game after this is going to be the Broncos and Chiefs. Broncos are 4-7. and seven. Chiefs are 10-1. and one. Chiefs win this game, and it's not even close. I believe they win 37-20. Patrick Mahomes has another dominant performance. If the Broncos are smart, they do not play one-on-one coverage with Tyreek Hill this week. You saw what happened last week. You don't want that to happen to you. So have a smart game plan, and you'll possibly be able to keep it close and keep it respectful. <laughs> because if you don't, It'll get disrespectful real quick. Next game after this is going to be the Monday night games. There's obviously two Monday night games this week. First game is going to be the Washington football team against the Steelers. Football team is 4-7. and seven. Steelers are 11-0. They're my best team in the NFL right now. Steelers win this game. They win it in the trenches. They win 20-17, and they're able to continue their undefeated dominant play. Next game after this is going to be the Bills and 49ers. Bills are 8-3. and three. 49ers are 5-6 and six, coming off an impressive win against the Rams. I have the Bills winning this game, though, 24-20. The Bills are the better team. They have the better quarterback. They have the better defense right now. And that's all phases of the game. Unless Nick Mullins throws for 400 yards, I, I don't see any path to victory for the 49ers. I don't see how they beat the Bills. I just don't get it. I know they're home. But it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. The Tuesday game between the Cowboys and Ravens. Cowboys are 3-8. and eight. Ravens are 6-5. and five. I have the Ravens winning this game and winning it easily. 25-17. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson has a bounce back game. I don't think the Cowboys are going to be able to contain him. Hollywood may end up going off as well. The Cowboys defense has looked good over the last few weeks. They've played better. But it doesn't matter. It's not going to matter. They're going to lose this game. If you can't sack the quarterback, you're going to have problems, and the Cowboys have had problems sacking the quarterback. I know Demarcus Lawrence has looked better over the last couple weeks, but if they can't get pressure on Lamar Jackson, it's going to be a long night for them. As a Cowboys fan, they better lose. There's no reason to win this game. Forget about the division, lose, get a good draft pick, and move the hell on. 
And that is it for my NFL picks for week 13. Let's see how we do. I always pretty much have decent weeks. Some weeks are better than others, but yeah, I am confident I am going to go undefeated or probably lose one or two games. I'm going with that. <laughs> After the break, some NBA news on a Saturday. It's all even. Yo, yo, what up? It's your boy DJG Money representing that Flip the Script podcast. But listen, right now I'm listening. I'm tuned in. I'm tapped in to a brand new podcast called the All Even Podcast with my man Barry Grant. Yo, B, what's up, man? Congrats on the new podcast. I'm listening right now. I'm tuned in. Fire. Fire. All Even. We here. Let's go. Welcome back, y'all. So there's been some interesting news in the NBA over the past week or so. John Wall was traded for Russell Westbrook. So Wall is on his way to Houston. Westbrook is on his way to Washington. Question is, who won the trade? No one. <laughs> Nobody won the trade. It's the same player. It's the same guy syndrome. They're the same guy. However, Westbrook is a little bit more fiery. He's a little bit more, you know, he leaves everything out on the floor. John Wall hasn't played in two years. So who's to say what player the Houston Rockets are actually getting? It's it's an interesting situation. It was the only trade to actually make for both parties because they had the exact same contract. But if you're going to put a gun to my head and say who won the trade, okay, let's, let's dive into this a little further. Russell Westbrook has played with Scott Brooks for the majority of his career. And Scott Brooks knows Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook knows Scotty Brooks. That's the advantage that Westbrook has over John Wall is that familiarity. He knows the offense. He knows what's, what's expected of him. He can be able to go right in there seamlessly and pick up where he left off when Scotty Brooks was in OKC. But in regards to both teams having a shot at contending, what is the definition of contending? The Wizards will fight for an eighth spot. The Rockets are going to fight for a seventh, sixth spot maybe. Like, what are we talking about here? Both teams are not championship contending teams. And both players understand that, I think. I think Russell Westbrook understands that. At this stage of his career, he's not going to win a title. So he's going to stack all the numbers that he can. Triple-double after triple-double. And, you know, etch his name in history that way. For John Wall, I just think that John Wall is trying to elevate his portfolio by getting to the playoffs more often than he's been in his career. So, you know, I guess. But I still think that on the surface, nobody won. You know, when you want to dig a little deeper, obviously you can find something. But, yeah, trade was, trade was, it was just... It was the only trade to make for both teams, and it really doesn't matter because it, it's not going to change the landscape of the NBA. Like, eh, I just feel bad for Bradley Beal. He had a great season last year, and now he's going to have to deal with this guy on his team. It's going to suck. It's going to suck. Which brings me to one of my favorite topics to talk about, James Harden. James Harden. The reports have said that he favors... John Wall over Westbrook. They're friends. 
They grew up together, but they can't play basketball together. So he told management, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go get John Wall. I want to play with John Wall. Everything that he wants, he gets in Houston. So you would think that he'd be happy, right? No, no, no. He was he's still maybe trying to angle his way out of Houston. Or maybe that was just smoke and he wanted this deal to be done so he can stay in Houston. I don't think James Harden's going anywhere. And I don't think Houston is going to trade him because that's their guy. And they're probably looking at it like, listen, you made all these deals. You forced us to make all these trades. And now you're going to have to sit in the, the mess that you made. This is your franchise. You deal with it. You're the guy, right? You want to have the highest usage rate in the NBA. Well, go ahead. Have at it. So it's time for Harden to put up or shut up. They have given you everything you asked for, and you still can't get it done. So at the end of the day, we need to stop looking at the parts that are exiting and start looking at the parts that are here. The biggest part that's here, James Harden. James Harden, he wanted Dwight. They got Dwight. Then Dwight wanted to kill him. Dwight's gone. They wanted Chris Paul. Chris Paul's here. Chris Paul wanted to kill him. Chris Paul's gone. And Westbrook came. He wanted Westbrook here. Can't play with Westbrook. Westbrook's gone. Now John Wall is here. He wants to play with John Wall. And I can guarantee that at the end of this, he's not going to want to play with John Wall anymore. Why? Because James Harden can't play with anybody that can play basketball. Anybody that has some skill that can be able to create for themselves, they can't get along with James Harden because all he wants to do is dribble, 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 step back, dribble, 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 flail arms, go to the line, dribble, 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 floater. That's all he does. Could you imagine being a young player getting drafted by the Houston Rockets? <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, I want to get traded. I want out. I want out because I know I'll never develop here. I'll never be able to have a shot because of this ball hog right here. This jack. <laughs> That's all he is. For a guy to be able to have that high of a usage rate and be that much of an inefficient basketball player, of course you're going to go ahead and put up 37, 40 points a game. All right. But where does it get you? Nowhere. Gets you to the first round of the playoffs or the second round of the playoffs, and you're going home. That's where it gets you. So James Harden, hey, one of the greatest scorers of all time, one of the biggest choke artists in NBA history when it comes to the playoffs, and one of the worst teammates in NBA history. That's not a moniker that I want to have. I don't want to have that on my resume. Yeah, it looks bad. You might as well just be the smelly guy at work that nobody wants to stand around. <laughs> like That's what James Harden is. <laughs> that's who he is. The smelly guy at work that always wants to you know, be next to you and talk to you and you're just, you're just trying to get away. You're trying to be nice, but you know, you're trying to, trying to head to the exits. Now we head to Los Angeles for some news as well. LeBron James and Anthony Davis have both signed extensions. LeBron James signs a... $85 million deal over two years to keep him in Los Angeles for the next three and possibly retire a Laker. Anthony Davis signs a five-year, $190 million extension. He wanted to always be here. He never wanted to go anywhere else. He liked the security. He liked the franchise. He likes everything about the organization, and that those are great things. So what does this mean for the Lakers? That means that they are out of the running for chasing another star. This is going to be it for them. LeBron James and AD. See how many titles they can win together before LeBron James calls it quits. But who knows when LeBron James will call it quits. Maybe he'll wait for Bronny to get to the league and try to play with him one time and then leave. 
But the one guy that's been left out in the cold in regards to extensions is Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma has yet to get an extension from the Lakers because they don't have to extend him. He hasn't proven himself enough to get that contract yet. Not saying that he may not get it at some point, but right now I don't think he's going to get that extension. And for good reason. The Lakers want to preserve a little bit of flexibility under the cap to be able to maybe get some, you know, get some guys on the buyout market when it happens. But Kyle Kuzma has a lot to prove this year. And if he has a big year, say Kyle Kuzma averages 20 points a game, seven rebounds, four assists, and he ends up being the important third wheel that the Lakers need to win an NBA title, and they win back-to-back titles. Kyle Kuzma is going to get paid. Kyle Kuzma will get offers from other teams, and the Lakers have the right to match, and they will. So it's about proving yourself, Kyle. It's not about the Lakers not wanting you, but this is business. You had a down year last year. Granted, it was the first time that you've been off the bench, a six-man, and that's fine. Accept your role this year and ball out. I don't want to hear no crying. I don't want to hear no, oh, well, you know, if I was a starter. No, no, no. When you get your opportunities in the NBA, it doesn't matter if you're off the bench or starting. It's about what you do with it. So stop complaining. Stop whining. You're making all these Puma commercials about all these people doubt. Yeah, of course they're doubting you because they're seeing how you play. You can't blame them for criticizing your play. You've been horrible defensively. You've been very inconsistent offensively. They expect more out of you. You were the lasting guy out of those young guys to stay. The last cowboy. And they expected more out of you. They seen what Brandon Ingram's doing. They seen Lonzo Ball actually make some some improvement towards the later part of last year before the the bubble hit because he was trash in the bubble. But just play basketball, excel, advance your game, improve your game, and you'll get paid. You'll be a Laker legend, two-time champ, six-man of the year, whatever the hell it is. But you got to step up, period. You step up, like Jared Dudley said, he going to get you paid. Going to get you paid. And if you don't step up, you're going to be the first thing smoking out of here. And I hope I'm the one to hand you your plane ticket. (laughs) Here, Kyle. Here's your plane ticket to New Mexico. Bye. All you got to do is step up. And you're paid. That's it. Before I go, though, I'd like to make a comment on those Clippers. You're hearing all of these things come out, and Paul George is blaming this guy, blaming this guy, and then you're hearing reports about Kawhi. And you know what's crazy about the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard to me is that it's like a big brother, little brother syndrome. Like LeBron James, to this day, when people talk about LeBron James and they hate LeBron James, they always mention the 2011 playoffs, right? Oh, he choked in the finals against the, the Mavericks. Ah, Black, it's a black mark on his career. Yet, Kawhi Leonard had one of the worst Game 6 and Game 7 performances in the clutch I've ever seen from a superstar. Nobody wants to talk about that, though. So it's funny. You want to dub somebody the king, or he's the best in the league, but he doesn't get the same criticism. Nah, not for me. Kawhi Leonard, you need you know what you need to do this year? Instead of doing bum-ass commercials for New Balance talking about you're the king of L.A., 
Just play basketball and make sure that you're on the court more than you're off the court. That'll actually help your team. That'll actually help your chances winning an NBA title, actually getting some respect in Los Angeles instead of saying, oh, well, you know, I did this. Not You did it somewhere else. You ain't do it here. Nobody cares about that. And you're doing it for the Clippers. Nobody cares in L.A. about that either. So just play basketball. Stop putting blame on somebody else. Doc Rivers did this. You got all that preferential treatment to choke in the playoffs. So now that's what you are. You're a choke artist. Every time I remember Kawhi Leonard, I will remember the playoffs of 2020. That will be your black mark on the league. Just like how LeBron James has 2010 or 2011, whichever one you want to call it. That's your black mark. Coming up after the break, my PSA to the world, to America, to anybody who cares to listen. On a Saturday, it's all even. This is a public service announcement. Down in your luck? Tired of being curved? Sick of going out with the fellas and being the only loser without a lady? Well, I got something for you. It's called Sex Panther. Legend has it that it's made out of real bits of real panther, so you know it's good. To men, it stings the nostrils. But to women, you may as well be a slab of meat in a dog pound. And that's not all it does. You could be getting ready to see that special fox and disaster hits. No money in the budget for gas, only dinner for two. No problem. The fumes from Sex Panther can give your car 38 miles to the gallon. Sold you yet? I thought so. For $69.99, go from unlovable loser to the cock in the walk. Sex Panther. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. Welcome back, y'all. So we're going to do things a little differently today because obviously Dummy of the Week was already picked. Nate Robinson's in the Hall of Fame for Dummy of the Week. He is... He is elite. He made history for Dummy of the Week because I've never announced a winner with the first Dummy of the Week. So kudos to Nate Robinson. His big mouth has made history. His hand skills didn't, but his big mouth did. But that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about something more important. I read that Timberwolves superstar Carl Anthony Towns has lost Seven family members to COVID-19. Seven. And, you know, I've had friends that lost a lot. I've known people that have lost people. And it's like, when does it click to everybody around the country that, yo, this thing is real? Like, you got you to gotta protect yourself. You got to protect others. You got to have respect for other people. Like, for example, if I if I'm going somewhere or I am having a gathering or whatever, or if I'm just in my house, I'm going to make sure that if I'm out in the street, I did shopping, I'm going to come home. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make sure I sanitize myself and sanitize my clothes and kind of stay away from people for a little bit. Just out of the respect of your family members that you love. Now, why can't that be the same respect or treatment that you give to other people outside? All of these people, they're talking, I don't want to wear a mask. Y'all see what's going on outside? This thing is 
It's serious. It's real. People are dying. And you still have the attitude is that you don't care about your fellow Americans. You don't care about your fellow people. You care about the people in your household, but you're going to walk outside and not wear a mask. You're going to walk outside and rub shoulders with somebody or have an argument and, and, you know, be in close proximity with somebody. All we have to do as a country is to follow the guidelines for a little bit so things can get better. That's all they're asking is just to do what we got to do for a little bit so we can get back to some type of normalcy in our life. If we got to be in stay-at-home guidelines or whatever it is, shelter-in-place or whatever it is for three weeks, a month, do it. Make sure that you're respecting other people's space. Don't go out there and have parties. Don't have this. Don't have gatherings. Don't do this. Like, is it that hard for you to just stay your ass at home and do what you got to do for a little bit so you can be able to enjoy the life that you want to live later? Doesn't that make sense? Says so, I'm an American. I have the right to not wear a mask. You have you don't have the right to tell me what to do. This is why everybody around the world is laughing at us. Cuz we're idiots. How we behave, we behave like idiots. Take our election for example. You still got people out there half half of the the population in the in the United States believes that the election was rigged. For the first time in the American Electoral College history, all of a sudden it's rigged because somebody didn't win. I wonder if, if it was the other way around, if the other side would think that way. I don't think so. So at what point do we stop being so dumb and start realizing what we have to do to be better in this society? Be better Americans. Protect ourselves. Don't go out there and protest a fake election, quote unquote. It's just ridiculous. Put your mask on. Respect people's space. Respect your family members. Respect your elder family members. Because a lot of y'all walking around out here asymptomatic. Don't know that y'all got the virus because you've never been tested. And you're just going in and out of the house. You're mingling with this person, mingling with that person. You're coming home. You're hugging your, your 87-year-old grandmother. You're hugging your, your, your mother that has underlying conditions, probably dealt with a bout of cancer or whatever it is. And yet you have no consideration of what's going on. Carl Anthony Towns lost seven members of his family due to this disease. One of my good friends, his mother's birthday was yesterday. She's not here. Because of COVID. His grandmother, not here. His grandfather, not... Like, you, you gotta understand that there's people around this world and around this country that have been so affected by this thing that it's offensive when people are out there, ah, I don't care about a mask. This is fake. All of this stuff is fake. It, it's offensive to them because they have family members that they had to bury. They have family members that they probably couldn't even have a funeral for. So what are we actually doing? What example are we making around the world? We're not making a good one because they're just looking at us like we're just 
silly Americans confused and we don't care about each other. Look at look at what's going on in our government. We got one stimulus check in the last 34 weeks. People are hungry. People are sick. They're dying. Hospitals are overrun. Nobody has money to do anything. Can't pay their rent. Can't pay their mortgage. Can't afford food on the table for the family. Other countries, everybody got their money. Everybody makes sure that you know their their citizens are are great. But this place is supposed to be the greatest place in the world. We don't have none of that stuff. It's time for everybody to change. It's time for everybody to wake the hell up, stop being idiots, and start doing the right thing. That's my PSA for this week. That's all for this show. That's all for this week. I'll see you guys next week on Tuesday. So until then, stay safe, stay smart. Peace. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on SoundCloud. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to share, like, and hit that subscribe button. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.